Hello and welcome to Soul Self, where we talk all things energy, consciousness, trauma healing, mindset manifesting, and more. Prepare to turn your pain into medicine and inspiration so you can be in alignment, living your purpose, having juicy relationships, and lush abundance. To stay up to date, join my newsletter at bloomshakti.com and make sure to browse some of my other offerings. Is it you? Is it me? So in the last Divine Feminine podcast episode, we talked about healing the younger version of you and really getting in touch with her tender heart. And I really hope that it helped to gently open the door to a part of you that maybe you kept closed for a long time. And here's a secret. Healing your little self is never going to be over and done. Seriously, it's a lifelong mission to take care of her, to help her feel joy, expose her to new experiences, build her confidence, just like you would if you had a child. So in today's episode of Soul Self, we're diving even deeper into healing your divine feminine. Now this is part seven of a 10-part series, and moving forward from here, the healing's pretty deep. These have been purposely created in a way that it takes you through each step. So if this is your first episode, please go back to the divine feminine part one and just work your way from there. Go at your own pace. It's not a race. There's no rush to get this work done. And these podcast episodes also have certain tappings that work with them. So if you're in my Telegram group called The Vortex, then there's a file, a folder in there, and you have access to all the tappings associated with these episodes on the Divine Feminine. This is also part of the work that we will be doing in a program coming in 2023 called Shakti Alchemy. Shakti is divine feminine and alchemy is basically when people turn base metal into gold or whatever precious metal. So that is a program that's going to go deep into trauma healing and the reason that I feel called to do this is because not enough people are fucking consistent and dedicated to their work And people want a solution of like, oh, I'm going to go to Shayna once and everything's going to be cool. And yes, we do heal a lot of shit. That's why you don't have to keep coming back. But if you're ready to really take it up a notch and invest in yourself and not have to get repeat sessions or worry about things and just like keep up on yourself by yourself, then Check the Alchemy is going to be the program for you. So let's dive deeper into today's topic. So it might actually help you to kind of think of your little self as your child. And I know that you would never want a child to suffer or go without or, you know, even though so many people like many of you have never, don't have children, maybe um, like your inner self is still something that you need to take care of, right? And it's a contract that you signed on when you were born to have this human experience and the little you will always be with you she's always going to need protection and it will always be your duty to provide it so just like you are carrying around a little version of you so is everyone else and personally it helps me to remember this whenever I start to feel judgmental or irritated by people but 
so much of what appears on the surface to be confusing adult behavior is really just a frustrated inner child having a tantrum, trying to get their needs met by any means possible. And this means that your partner also has a younger version of themselves. And they may or may not, you know, be aware of it. Maybe they've done some healing. Maybe they haven't. But it can be really hard to know whether someone has done this work or not because it isn't always immediately obvious, okay? Sometimes the way someone talks about their family can give clues, but the truth is that many people are really private about, you know, their family and and the work that they've done on themselves. So it's not always a giveaway, but you know, you know how that goes, right? And it's early days in the relationship when everything's like champagne and roses, right? It's all perfect. And then you think, oh, I'm with the same practical person. (laughs) But then after spending hours on the phone and what have you, like, you know, you crave their time and attention and feeling their hands on your skin, like, and you can't shut up about it. So you go tell everyone, you know, you're showing your bestie pictures and maybe doing a soft launch of your relationship on Instagram. And a soft launch, if, if you don't know, is like just showing like their hands or feet, never their face. Um, you know, and when you're together, it feels like magic, right? Like there's nowhere you would rather be and it feels incredible. You think things like, oh, this is what you know, it feels like, and to be in love and everything, and yeah, it feels delicious, right, it feels fucking delicious, like, no one can fault you for feeling so good, but then, what happens, out of the blue, a small thing happens that elicits a big reaction, big reaction, so there's this thing in therapy, and they say that, if it's hysterical, it's historical. If it's hysterical, it's historical. So what this means is that when someone's response to an event seems disproportionate or excessive, it's not because of the event itself, it's because of something that happened in their past. So for example, bringing up microwave food, right? Microwave food is, I don't think a lot of people eat microwave food. I mean, I hope we know that there's no good ingredients in them, but let's say someone used to be really fat and it was because of all the microwave food they were eating. And then you're like, oh babe, let's just get like a microwave lasagna and it like sets them off, right? And it's just like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't even do anything. Or... Maybe your partner is setting up the router for the TV to work and the TV's not working, right? And he gets really pissed off and you're like, what the fuck? It's not a big deal. Like, we could just play a game or go for a walk or whatever, right? But the reason, if they know themselves, then they'll explain themselves and be like, look, it's not the TV. It's just that I wanted the TV to work because I was envisioning us like cuddling and watching it which is you know what their true desire is right like their desire is to cuddle watch tv and that's a need but then there's an obstacle so they get flustered when their needs don't get met right so 
these big reactions make sense when you reverse engineer it but how do you do that how do you do that sometimes people have people have to explain to you in the moment right like and and they know how to do it and this is a blessing but there's a lot of people that are actually disconnected from themselves and they truly can't let you know what the fuck's going on because they don't understand what's going on they've never been taught they've never been role modeled it they don't even have the awareness that it's possible to do that okay so it's important that no matter your partner's emotional capability you know you got to become a detective so you understand them better and by this i don't mean just react to their reactions like see if you can take a moment pause and look at what's going on behind the scenes okay between stimulus and response there has to be a space and in that space is our power to choose our response in our response lies our growth and our freedom so when something strange appears to be going down within your relationship can you pause and be objective can you take a moment and refuse to take it personally can you uncover the real story of what's going on behind the scenes and start to ask yourself what is behind my partner's cries for attention you know are they wanting to feel more important more love prioritized are they trying to get your attention are they trying to show you how much you've hurt them (coughs) are they projecting have they been reminded of the past are they trying to protect themselves right you don't have to be a fucking amateur psychologist to figure it out it does require a little paying attention and being curious And the longer that you are in a meaningful relationship with someone, the more stuff is going to come up for both of you. And this can be really frustrating. Especially if something is coming up for your your partner and it's affecting the relationship between you two. And it might feel really unfair that you're suffering because of something that occurred years before you even met. But hey, that's life. You know, and if you're struggling in a situation like this, It is vital to tap into your empathy stores. Vital. We're all empathetic. We're all empaths. Okay? Because if not, when you go through something emotionally challenging, more than anything, you're going to wish for the love, support, respect, and grace from your partner. And it's only fair that you give give your all, all of this love to them too. You know? And, you know, I think a lot of us are confused by this concept because we grew up and I mean, I'm not just speaking on my behalf. I know a lot of us can relate to this. Like we grew up in homes that have few boundaries and shit ton of enmeshment, right? So we were truly raised to believe that other people's problems are theirs. I mean, we're ours to fix, right? But the truth is it's theirs, you know, it's simply not true. You may be stuck thinking that you have to fix everyone but you fucking don't you really don't you know you don't need to google and find helpful podcasts and recommend books and tell them go try breath work go get this energy healing session like 
you can give them that information, but it's on them to listen to it, read it, book the appointment, right? I want to remind you, it is not your place to do heavy lifting for others. And you may not realize, but all that, quote, helpful research you're doing, it's actually a form of control and manipulation. You are trying to get your partner to be different, do something else, change a habit, and babe, that's not your job. The whole purpose of meeting someone and falling in love with them is to feel and experience massive acceptance. Your relationship ideally be the one place where you're not judged for being yourself. It should be the place where you have the freedom to say how you really feel, act weird, be silly, be vulnerable. So this desire to change your partner is actually an antithesis for a safe relationship. You're punching holes into the foundation that you built together. So as much as of a genius you are, you're not the expert of your partner's life. You can only ever know what is right for you and be devoted to taking action around that. And as much as you may feel like you know the answers, no one is going to change because they, that you think they should. They have to evolve on their own timeline, not anyone else's. When you push this subject, you're in fact robbing them of the ability to experience their own expansion. If you've been following me for a while, you know I was in a relationship about two years ago. Holy shit, time flew by. And I found out he was a closet alcoholic. And he had serious issues. And as hard as it was, I had to walk away. There were old codependent parts of me coming out. Hey, light this candle. Hey, do this tapping. But you know what? It would only last two, three days. And the cycle would start again. And it was starting to be debilitating for me. And if it's happening that early on, fuck that. So I was like, deuces. (laughs) You know? It makes everything so uncomfortable when you nag, pester, kindly suggest and remind them of what you think they should be doing next. The more resistance they'll put up. Hey babe, did you go to your AA meeting? How was your AA meeting? What did you guys talk about? Honestly, they will resent you for pushing them to do something that they're not fucking ready to do. And of course, this puts you in a really uncomfortable situation, right? Because your beloved isn't doing the work and you're sitting around waiting for something to change, but you can't control them, no matter how well-meaning your intentions may be. And the way to deal with this is by implementing the trust and respect that you have for your partner while at the same time having really firm boundaries and standards. And if you have a fucking issue with boundaries, then you need to save up, charge it on your credit card, I don't care, go get a loan for $144 and get into my course, Boundary Queen. Because I don't just talk about the psychology and how to have boundaries and why, everyone knows why they need to have boundaries, but it's the how. How do you implement it? You know, you gotta have bold boundaries. And there's even content in there on energetic boundaries, you know? So another thing is like, remember how you felt about that person that you're with when you first met them. And the reason I'm diving into this topic in particular is because a lot of women, there's way too many women in relationships 
where they're mothering their partners, not loving their partners. And that's an entirely different program. That's all about let men be men. I'm not even trying to like, you know, push my programs, but I mean, I, I know this stuff. I've been around it and I've created these programs to help you guys, you know? So let men be men is a program about changing your relationship with men, how to communicate with men and don't bitch and moan and bicker about the opposite sex. If you're not going to actually take the time to get to know them and try to heal your own inner masculine, you might as well go be with a woman seriously so when it comes to these kind of relationships you know we do this in romantic relationships remember how they were when you met them a fully functioning human capable of running their lives it's time to lean into that when you're feeling stuck or at a loose end and you have to remind yourself that your partner is not a child that you choose to be with them because you adore them and that, you know, they don't need you to tend to their needs all the time. You have to know when enough is enough and you have to know your own, you have to have your own self-respect and self-discipline to recognize when something's causing too much pain and needs to be recalibrated. You know, a lot of women get stuck in these relationship dilemmas. Sometimes it's because of a growth opportunity like we've been discussing, Okay. And sometimes it's other things. You know as well as I do that relationships can get rocky for God knows how many reasons, okay? But sometimes these rocky moments turn into indecision where you can't seem to make up your mind as to whether you should stay or gracefully exit, like should I stay or should I go, becomes the primary question in your mind, right? That's why at the start of this episode, I was like, is it you? Is it me? Like you basically go back and forth for what seems like years, one foot in, one foot out, you know, your life is passing you by. And this is a really painful situation to be in. And I believe one of the best things we can do is make a decision and commit. Decide, commit, succeed. That should be a shirt. Decide, commit, succeed. So when you're not sure if you should stay or if you should go, you can boil it all down to one question. Are you both still committed to working on yourselves and on the relationship? Are you both still committed to working on yourselves and on the relationship? If the answer is yes, then stay. You know, as long as you're both in it, making the effort, doing your best to improve, then there is a light at the end of the tunnel. When two people want the relationship to work, they devote themselves to doing whatever is possible to make it work. Then they simply cannot fail. It only gets better. Okay? Now, say, for example, your partner's working through something really challenging Even though this might seem like a them problem, as long as you are together, you owe it to one another to really be in it together. This doesn't mean you shoulder all their responsibilities. It doesn't mean you are responsible for their healing. We've already fucking gone over that, bitch. But you do have a part to play, and it is an important one. Your role is to be consistent, patient, loving, gracious, to be understanding, to offer support, encouragement, you know, say, I see what you're doing for you and for us, and I appreciate it so much, right? As much as we would love our own romantic lives to be 
an endless shower of champagne it's fucking not love is complex because life is complex and real life does tend to rear its ugly head no matter how good your morning practice might be no matter what your mindset and your mantras and your meditations and all this other good shit people go through difficult things and it's in these moments that we need our intimate relationships more than ever and if you like all that I'm talking about in regards to relationships definitely check out my other podcast episodes about relationships but dating for love not lust is a program that's seriously all about relationships I dive into it I've added so many extra modules on like codependency what happens when things get rough in a relationship what have you but real talk love is not about the big grand gestures I mean yeah it's fun you know love is really about the small things that are done often and when I say often I mean every day you know it's about truly being there for one another it's about letting them know how much you care not just in a word but also deeds you know it's wanting to tell them first when something happens to you building you know dreaming and building up your future so if you or your lover are in a really tough spot it's the perfect opportunity to demonstrate your love and put your so-called money where your mouth is right because love is simple when there are no problems but when it really counts is when shit hits the wall and things get rough so of course this being said there's limits you know I've been with partners who were going through something really hard and I was in it with them until I simply couldn't do it anymore and the reason that I decided to step away as hard as it was was because I could see that I was the only one invested in making a change and I see this a lot a romantic relationship where usually one person you know where only one person usually the woman is working on herself or the relationship and their partner is either unaware or unwilling to make a shift and this could be a really painful and sad situation so if this feels familiar then I want you to know I understand because I've been there so many times and if you're familiar with codependent dynamics check out Melody Beatty's book codependent no more I've raved about that book I read that book once a year I actually have the audiobook but it is a goldie for me you know and there's also codependent groups that you can search up and attend in your city so those of us that grew up in codependent homes go looking for partners that we can save in an attempt to you know right the wrongs of our childhood and needless to say this doesn't really end well okay it really doesn't so what I've learned over many years and throughout the course of a lot of relationships is that one person can never do the work for two. You simply can't, you know, improve the two of you by working twice as hard on your own. Just can't. And you might be saying like, oh, Shayna, he'll change. He's working on it. So I don't qualify for this. This is where I need you to take a deep breath and ask yourself, If you take away your partner's words, what do his actions show you? This reveals everything. I know it's definitely, you know, hard one to swallow, but the truth is the truth and I just want the best for you. 
Like, I've dated people who've talked a big game in the past, and when it came down to it, their behavior completely gave them away, and it revealed their lack of integrity or their emotional immaturity. And there's a reason why people say talk is cheap. Anyone can say all the right things, but do they do the right things? This is something we should always be aware of. And for the record, I've never regretted walking away from a relationship where I was doing the heavy lifting for both of us. It was a relief. That's what it was. A huge relief. Because trying to shoulder the responsibility for someone else's life is exhausting. And here's the big one. It's a way of avoiding doing the work for ourselves. But that's a whole other conversation. So, I know this was a loaded episode, so take a deep breath, take time to integrate, see what comes up for you. And remember, you know, making the decision to stay in or leave a relationship is a big one, and it's never easy, but it can be simple. If you ask yourself straightforward questions and you honestly appraise the situation, this is one of those times where... It might be enormously helpful to put your masculine hat and assess things with the true objectivity of what is there. You know, all that time you spent in your masculine, you earned skills, girl. It wasn't for nothing. So that's all I have for you today. And this is going to be the only Divine Feminine work for this episode for this month. The work, the tapping is going to be in the Telegram group called The Vortex. If you want that, if you go to my Instagram or my website, bloomshakti.com, you'll find it. So sign up, 20 bucks a month. I don't just share tappings. I share things all the time. You always get like um, things that are going behind the scenes with like the business and um, special promotions and stuff like that too. So if you want it check it out and happy healing i'm so excited and grateful that you are starting to support yourself to heal yourself and show for yourself i will talk to you all next week just kidding next month for the divine feminine podcast but next week for you know one of those one-off podcasts okay until then take care Hope this was insightful and you're feeling empowered. I would appreciate if you could do an Apple podcast review. It takes less than 15 seconds. Forward and share this with anyone you feel would benefit. Tag me on Instagram and I will talk to you soon.